Some people might say it's a little too early to unveil a preseason All-American team. Well, not to the Walter Camp Football Foundation. They recently unveiled their preseason All-American teams, and there are three Buckeyes that made this group. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 4th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listener or first watch of every single day. During this episode, we'll discuss what players might be All-Americans at the end of the season, and a recent player got injured during Ohio State's scrimmage over the weekend. But before we get to any of that, there are big threes in the NBA, and Ohio State has a big three of their own. And there are three Buckeyes that made the cut to be named Walter Camp preseason All-Americans. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Tommy Eichenberg, they made the first team. Emeka Abuka, had a look at my paper, made the second team. These three guys all play a pivotal part in Ohio State's success in the fall. And I believe all three of them are some of the best players at their positions in the entire country. it kind It's kind of easy and expected for Marvin Harrison Jr. to be on the first team. You can look all over the country at all the receivers, all the guys that are coming back to play football or guys that might emerge at the wide receiver position, and you will not say that there's a guy that should be named a preseason All-American at the wide receiver position that's better than Marvin Harrison Jr. He has showed you in numerous ways he can be a reliable guy. If you need a first down, give Harrison Jr. the rock. If you need somebody to score, make a big play with some yak yardage, give the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. He does a little bit of everything, and they're even lining him up in the slot right now during spring practice to try to throw some throw some added wrinkles into the Buckeye playbook. It's great. Think about this, 6'3", some say 6'4", 205 pounds, maybe 210, and he can do literally whatever you want him to do on the field. Now, is he the fastest guy out there? Is he running a 4'2"? No. Is he the tallest guy? No. Does he know how to use his body in um, otherworldly ways? Absolutely. Does he have the type of body control that you rarely see on a football field? Absolutely. So Marvin Harrison Jr., you expect it. Tommy Eichenberg, you expect it. But to have a Emeka Abuka in this group, and I'm going to go through this really quickly to go over the receivers that are on this list, just to kind of give you a look at what Walter Camp is doing and how many receivers are on each team. There are only four receivers that made the list, two for the first team, two for the second team. Marvin Harrison Jr. made the cut for the first team. Rome Adunzi made it. He wide receiver from Washington. He is a junior, standing at six foot three, 211 pounds. The two receivers that are on the second team, Ameka Abuka and Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy, junior wide receiver from Texas. Now, we have heard, and I have heard, and Xavier Worthy is one of those guys that made big plays during Red River. River, I want to say it was a couple years ago during his freshman year. And so you've heard of him. But to put Xavier Worthy of Texas, who is going to catch passes either from Quinn Ewers or maybe even Arch Manning in the fall, that's great. He's going to get a lot of attention. But to put those two together, 
man, 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 it, it just means something. Like, regardless of what you think about how early it is that they are unveiling this list or not, I want to give you some more thoughts about that here in a second. It's an honor, literally an honor to be on this list. And if you want to go a little bit, a little bit of history from Walter Camp, you can get this right from their website. Walter Camp is the nation's oldest college football All-American team, the oldest. And so you're talking about a group that was doing this before anybody else. You can go on their website and they'll tell you the first time that they had an offense and defensive team. First time a punter was there. First time there was a place kicker. The first time they had a second team all uh, second team all America team was in 1998. So this is a very new thing that hasn't been out there for as long as college football or even half of the time. So to be on the second team, it's special. It's still somewhat new. So with Xavier Worthy and Mecca Abuka on second team, I love that. But also, I'm going to just unveil you and tell you something really quickly. I do think it's a little early to unveil a preseason All-American team. So when I say some people think it's a little bit early, I am in that group. Because here's what's going to happen over the next, literally next, next month. There's going to be another transfer portal window now if you're new to the college football you're trying to learn about things college football i want to say it the first time was just passed uh literally back in december was the first time there was a transfer portal window in college football there are two 45-day windows where players can literally enter their name into the portal now that does not say they don't have intentions to enter the portal outside of that but there are two 45-day windows to add up to 90 days that a player can simply enter their name into the transfer portal. Now, you say, Jay, how does that tie into unveiling a preseason All-American team at this point of the year? There could easily be guys on here. Now, it's, pro it's it, it probably won't happen, but there could be guys on here that say, mm, man, I want to go somewhere else. Mm, man, I just don't think this is the right spot for me. Now, they could be elite talents. Um, recently had a receiver, um, new Notre Dame, new Notre Dame receiver, forget his name, came from Wake Forest. Um, I forget his name. He recently had an injury, but he was a was someone that you would think, oh, great quarterback. He's going to be there. But no, he ended up transferring to Notre Dame. Now a better situation. Great. But he still ended up transferring. So there could be guys that transfer from this list. So if I am a ESPN or if I am a Fox Sports or a CBS Sports or any of these massive publications that put out these teams, I would say just wait a little bit. Now, I don't think anybody, anybody listening to this or even in college football expects Marvin Harrison Jr., Ameka Abuka, Tommy Eckenberg to enter the portal the transfer portal during the window that's, up, that's going to be opening up really, really soon. I don't think so. I don't think anybody, many people will think that at all. If you throw the idea out there, you're like, ah, no. Remember in the offseason? I think back, er, excuse me, early in the year, we're still in the offseason. Early in the year, when, he, when people were saying Marvin Harrison Jr. to USC, there's money involved, there's NIL this and NIL that. And there was even a guy, I uh, don't know his name, just I saw a tweet. From Barstool Sports that said there's a guy at Ohio State that's leaving, going to the portal, and there's money involved. And he didn't say that exactly, but he said he had a source or, or sources that said this was going to happen. That guy got it wrong, unless it was somebody else that he was talking about that's going to happen in the near future. To this point in time, that guy got it wrong. But it's not crazy to think that there could be or there will be players 
that are on this specific list that say, ah, oh, man, I'm gone. I'm gone. I, I'm just going somewhere else. So I think it's a little too early. However, I would not knock the significance of three these three Buckeye players that are preseason All-Americans right now. Because let's just be honest with you. I think if you do this now or in a month and a half or two months, <laughs> think all three of these guys are on the list. Ike first team, Harrison Jr. first team, Abuka second team. Just saying. That's where I think things would go if they did this same, made the same list or made a list in a couple months. Three talented guys, three players that I cannot wait to see play Ohio State football in the fall. There are more guys that will be playing Ohio State football in the fall, and I wonder, well, I think about preseason All-Americans, the Walter Camp variety, what players could be All-Americans at the end of the season? I got a list here for you. We'll discuss it next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've talked about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. So we're all thinking and looking at what could happen in the, f in the future. The projecting time or the time of making lists or the time of making predictions, we're going to be in that period really, really soon because as spring ball winds down, the spring game being on April the 15th, what's going to happen next? Ultimately, the month of May is really a slower period because what comes in June is a lot of recruiting, a lot of schools hosting camps. And so this is a time of year where you want to get a lot of predictions and even coming up in July, you want to get some lists. Why? Sometimes it's to fill space, but ultimately, it's just a great way to look at and look forward to the upcoming college football season. So when it comes to postseason All-Americans versus preseason All-Americans, there are guys that I think at Ohio State could be postseason All-Americans. I got a few guys here. Now, one of them I don't have a name for. It's a position group and a title that person or whoever will hold that title will be that at the end of the season. No, I'm not saying first team or second team. I know some teams in the postseason do third uh, – some publications during the postseason, they'll do a third team, some do an honorable mention. So all of that's up for grabs right now. But I do believe at the end of the season, whoever Ohio State's quarterback is, either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, will be a postseason 
All-American on one of the teams. Now, I say it this way. I think about it this way. Ryan Day had does not, he is a great quarterback mind. I won't I wouldn't say quarterback guru, but you may want to say that. Ryan Day since he's been at Ohio State, minus me, and I don't didn't go, I don't know if JT Barrett was at the end of his senior year in 2017. Dwayne Haskins, Fields, Stroud. Ryan Day works with guys. And for these two guys, want to be there for, for a year, want to be there for two years. I would not be shocked if Ryan Day once again has a postseason All-American at Ohio State. Because we know anything about Ohio State's quarterbacks over the past four, five, six years. Buddy, they've been good. (laughs) They've been good. They've been elite, better than good. They have been elite. So I would not be shocked if at the end of the season, looking at a Kyle McCord or Devin Brown being a an all-american even maybe an honorable mention that's up for grabs as well at the end of the season now i haven't really gone in depth with this at all i think kyle mccord's going to be the starting quarterback no sources just my gut so don't go out here and say well jay had this source jay had that source no 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 this is just my gut feeling i do believe kyle mccord will be the starting quarterback for ohio state in the fall Yes, you got a spring game. Yes, you got more spring practice. Yes, you got fall camp. I understand all of that. That's just my gut feeling. Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback when Ohio State takes the field week one against the Indiana Hoosiers in 2023. Now, there's another guy on offense that won't get any, really, a lot of the attention at all um, because he doesn't really play a, a position that's going to get a lot of attention. But Matthew Jones, man, I think a healthy Matthew Jones is an All-American at the end of the season. Now, here's my thing. I'll also say this. I think all three of the guys we mentioned earlier, Harrison Jr., Abuka, and Eichenberg, I think they'll be uh, All-Americans postseason as well. Um, barring any injury, if, no, if all three players are healthy, I think all three of them will remain All-Americans at the end of the season. But I think Matthew Jones, a healthy Matthew Jones, we saw last year there was um, a leg injury. I believe it was a lower leg, an ankle injury. That was nagging him. That, that caused him to miss a game or two. And so I do think a healthy Matthew Jones will get you there. You're going to be a starting right guard for Ohio State. Opposite left guard, um, Donovan Jackson, I think, will be a possible player. I think he'll be an all-Big Ten guy. But I think Matthew Jones is a guy at the end of the season. Done it one year. We'll do it again. It's a good way to get more attention and to get the eyes of the entire college football world, not just those that you play in the season or just in your conference. I think Matthew Jones is an All-American at the end of the season. I don't see any running back. I still think the two-headed monster of Henderson and Mayan Williams or Mayan Williams or somebody else or Henderson or somebody else, I just think the two-back system with the way these guys play, I don't think they'll be there. I, I could be wrong. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. Cade Stover maybe, but he has to take a massive, massive, I want to say massive, a pretty good jump. Um, as far as in the receiving game. I think he's a good blocker. I think he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. But I think to make that group, especially being a Buckeye tight end, which nobody really gives him a lot of attention nationally, I do think that he has to take some strides and be a better, bigger piece of the pie in the passing game for him to be a part of this group. Of course, you got Brian Hartline calling the – excuse me. Once again, I think Brian Hartline is going to call the plays in the fall, so 
that we can see some wrinkles that maybe I've been calling for um, here on this show numerous times that we might see coming up in the fall. On the defensive side, I do think JT Twin Malowal will be there automatically. I, I, he's just too good, man. He, he's just too good. Whoever's opposite of him, if, if it's Jack Sawyer, Kenyatta Jackson Jr., Caden Curry, whoever is opposite of him, they if they're able to get a little bit of attention, not, not even a lot of attention, but if they're able to pull some of the attention that JTT is automatically going to get, if they pull it to the other side of the line, hello, that's a Man, imagine massive, numerous games, not massive games, numerous games where he makes massive plays. That's what I was trying to say, like he did against Penn State. Buddy, I mean, we could be looking at his final season at Ohio State and ultimately a guy that could be top 15, top 20 pick in next year's NFL draft. If he takes a step and the next step in the right way, honestly, could be top 10, depending on how he progresses in the upcoming season. Eichenberg, yes. Steel Chambers, possibly. Huge, huge possibly. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Now, remember, this is first team, second team. Some publications do a third team and an honorable mention. Do I think Steel Chambers can be one of the best linebackers in college football as far as the top eight to ten? Yeah, I I, I I think the move from him to running from running back to linebacker was one of the best moves and decisions he has made while in college football. So I will do all that. I'm going to stop there. The secondary, I'm not going any sec. Denzel Burke got to show me a whole lot more than you, than you did last year. Um, um, Davidson, Iguanosa, and Jordan Hancock, still a work in progress. Lathan Ransom, got to show me something a little bit more. Um, Joshua Proctor, got to so, show me something. Um, Jahad Carter, may. Uh, Cameron, you see what I'm talking about. They got to show me something some more in the first few weeks of the season for me to say, oh, they can get the postseason All-American honor because of their play in 2023. I would love to put them in this category, in this group. But that position, once again, remains a position with the most question marks. Even at this point of spring practice, I would like to say D-line and O-line are right there in that conversation as well. Linebackers pretty much set. Um, tight ends pretty much set. Quarterbacks, there's questions. But I still think there's a more of a bigger puzzle to solve with Ohio State's DBs, O-line, and D-line than any other position group at Ohio State at this point in time. Also at this point in time, there's an injury that was suffered over the weekend via a guy who I just mentioned that plays defensive back for Ohio State. It's Jahad Carter, a guy who I think will start at the nickel corner spot. Went down with an injury. What injury was it? What's the outcome? What does Ryan Day think about it? We'll discuss all that next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love, check out Billiards Plus and get there early this year. Billiards Plus carries the best selection of pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, Top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. 
no matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at Billiards-Plus.com. Billiards Plus, family owned and operated for generations. Injuries are never, ever fun. I never want to come on here on this show and discuss an injury from anybody, no matter if it's a guy from a different team who Ohio State's going to be coming, uh, playing here soon or if it's an Ohio State player. I never like discussing injuries. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. I do believe when it comes to injuries, there are guys out there that want players to get hurt. There are fans that want guys to get hurt. and I do not advise that, that thought process, and I would never come on here and say, I want him to get hurt. I want him to get hurt. Y'all, if I was out here saying this, people from Locked On, Zach Blackaby, who runs the college channel at Locked On, or Brandon Olson, who's a fill-in, while Zach Blackaby is out right now on leave, or anybody else, Ross Jackson, David Locke, anybody else on the management team at Locked On, if I was coming on here saying, I want him hurt, I want him hurt, I want that, they would come in here and say, man, have you lost your mind? What is wrong with you? What in the world is going on with you that you would come on here and say, you want that player hurt? Do you want that player hurt? What's going on? And then, I mean, literally, I mean, it'd be questions because people from the network that are that are in management and uh, they listen to these shows. So I wouldn't, one, I don't believe in that at all. But two, I would not say that. That's a good way to get people to think you, you're crazy. And I might think I'm a little crazy, but I, y'all, I ain't that crazy. But the injury was suffered by Jahad Carter. And uh, Jahad Carter went down during uh, in a seven-on-seven drill. Um, it was a leg injury at time. It was hard for him to put uh, any weight um, on that leg. And, uh, no, excuse me, it wasn't a lower leg injury. It was a knee injury. Ryan Day hopes it will not be a long-term injury. And uh, I this time of year, it sucks. It's going to suck in the fall. Going to suck uh, during fall camp. Going to suck week eight. Going to suck week thirteen. Injuries are just going to suck. But you kind of like the thought that came after an evaluation period about Jahad Carter's injury, the Syracuse transfer that uh, Ryan Day in Ohio State received good information after the initial evaluation about Jahad Carter. Here's what Ryan Day had to say when he was asking, he was talking about this particular injury. "Quote: It's never good." The first thing you ask is, how stable is that knee? We got un- we got good information back. We'll have to get it evaluated, but you hold your breath because just don't you just don't know how stable that knee is until he gets further testing. It felt like it was. We'll get it evaluated for sure. Make sure we cross every T on this thing and dot every I. But you hold your breath in moments like this. That play was in seven on seven, so we tried to have as many control situations as possible, but we also want to play the game. So it's back and forth, end quote. We've all, excuse me, a lot of us have played sports. No matter if it is football or basketball or you ran track and field or you played softball or you played um, baseball or Whatever it is, you have all we have. If you swim, a lot of people listening or watching this right now have played sports at some period in time. Maybe you played rec league, maybe you played soccer, maybe um you play badminton in the backyard, or maybe you play pickleball, which is a more it's which is a sport that is becoming more pop more popular. Maybe you play tennis. A lot of us have played sports. A lot of us have suffered some type of injury. 
maybe a hurt finger, maybe a messed up elbow, maybe a rolled ankle, whatever it is. And the first thought, even if you don't go to the doctor, if you don't think about going to the doctor, first thing you think about is, man, am I going to, one of the first things, am I going to be okay? Now, the first thought might be, man, that thing hurt. And I remember there were times I hurt, I hurt knees when I was younger, both knees. I say knees, I got two. Hurt both of them when I was younger. Hurt both ankles when I was younger. Didn't get them looked at. And actually, my right ankle to this day still gives me a little issue every now and then. So I'm having to do a little uh, preventative maintenance every now and then to kind of prevent the injury, the ankle from hurting me down the road. I remember, I don't think I've ever told this story here on this podcast. I remember I was in church camp, um, 14 years old, first time at this camp. I uh, went with a couple of my buddies, Cameron Matthews, Devin Williams, um, went to my dad's church. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, Cameron's like, hey, the old church I used to go to, they go to summer camp this time in July. Do you want to go? My parents talked to uh, Cameron's mom and they said, yeah, sure, let's go. Let's, let's go ahead and do it. So uh, we go to church camp and I'm a young man. And if I see a basketball, <laughs> buddy, I am going. And so I went to the basketball court. There was a couple basketball courts there. Really, really nice basketball courts, outdoor courts, paved, um, glass backboards. Um, y'all know, y'all know the gold rillers. They had those there. So, um, really nice place to play basketball outside. And so we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing basketball, meeting up with some guys, and you know what brings us together? Sports. And so we're playing basketball together. I don't believe Cameron, Cameron, or Devin were there with me at this time, but we're playing basketball. Literally, though, I get there on a Monday probably about 11, 12, 1 o'clock, somewhere in there. I know it's a big time time frame, but somewhere in there. Man, the first day at this new camp, the one thing I didn't want to do was get hurt, and, buddy, I hurt my right knee. We're playing basketball, hurt my right knee, and I'm walking and hobbling and hobbling and hobbling, and a couple of days later, literally a couple of days later, hurt my knee again, but I'm young, I'm 14, I'm got all this energy, I got this adrenaline pumping, I'm just going and going and going. The last day, Thursday night, there's a service. The guy who was preaching called me up. And what did I do? The grass was wet. I slipped once again. Hurt, and this, this stuff hurts, man. It was it hurt. It hurt my knee. Had a little bruise thing. And I was walking up there. Got to the stage. When I got back to my seat, I remembered Devin Williams, Cameron Matthews, Robert Salazar, uh, maybe even James King at the time, and other guys that were there laughing because I hurt my knee again. Now, what, do I, what could have happened to prevent that? Kind of just altering what I was going to do and say, maybe the best thing for me now is to not play these games and to not do certain things. Because my knee was hurt the Thursday night, hurt more because of what happened and that Wednesday. That Wednesday, I was literally limping around in this big, massive camp. And so the preventative maintenance thing, the things that could have happened on Monday – that could have said, hey, you can't do this. You, I know you want to play, but you can't play here. You can't play there. If I would have just taken some time back to let my body heal, I may not have heard it a second time, probably would not have heard it a third time while slipping in the grass. I may have slipped, but it could not have been, uh, could, have, could not have caused another knee injury or to bruise it and to prolong the healing process. So for Jihad Carter, take your time. Take your time healing. Listen to the doctors, the medical staff there at Ohio State, and allow that knee injury to heal. It's a good thing that they got a good report early on, but you also want to get a better report knowing that sooner than the doctors thought, 
Jihad Carter's injury and his knee is healed. And he's able to get back on the football field. Guys, out of here on a Tuesday. I'm glad to be back once again. I love this show. I love being with, here with you five days a week. There's some good stuff coming up. I got John Garcia scheduled. We're going to be talking about James Peoples, recent running back commit to Ohio State, and Sam's William, Sam Williams-Dixon. John has talked about him numerous times, literally on the past two shows. He's mentioned Sam Williams-Dixon, a Columbus guy. We're going to talk about him and see if he could be another running back to commit to Ohio State in the near future as well. Guys, good stuff coming. Subscribe on the YouTube. Subscribe to the audio portions and versions of the show, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your fine podcasts, including YouTube. Locked on Buckeyes is free five days a week. It's free for you to get the proper news and the updates on your Ohio State football and even basketball teams. Guys, out of here, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can also send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. It's a little bit warmer, has some weird inclement weather and storm storms over the weekend. The weather's getting warmer. It's getting nicer outside. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. It also means we're getting closer, oh, so close. We're so close to Ohio State's spring game on April 15th. I'll be there. I hope you'll be there as well. If you see me, say hi, y'all. Don't be a stranger. Just trying to have a conversation about the team we love, the Ohio State Buckeyes.